all the other individual devices can tell you when a problem arises, but only our device can tell you before even a problem arises because we are taking a lot of different biomarkers or digital biomarkers, combine them into one composite index. That index actually tells you, hey, five days away from a hospitalization or you are three days from getting an exacerbation. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the innovative entrepreneurs and investors shaping the future of health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. I am excited to bring to you today the interview I had with Satya Alumali, the founder and CEO of Adar Health, a company that joined Startup Health in 2016. You see, Satya and his team in Baltimore have invented something new, something that I think could honestly change healthcare as we know it. It's a simple, sleek-looking device that you hold in your hand and you breathe into for 30 to 60 seconds. From that simple act, this device called the Mouth Lab can pull more than 10 vital metrics. It's something that's really never been done before in this way. And what's really amazing is that they've recently been clinically validated with FDA and CE mark clearances. Satya breaks it all down in our interview and explains his health moonshot vision for the future of remote monitoring and chronic disease management. Stick around. Satya Alumali, CEO and founder at Adar Health, thanks for joining me today for this interview. Okay, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So let's get right into it. Uh, you've invented something that I think it's not really a stretch to say could revolutionize at-home monitoring. So it's called Mouth Lab, I understand. Start with the device. Break it down for us. Uh, what is Mouth Lab? Thanks again. Mouth Lab is actually a non-invasive handheld rapid health assessment device. Today, it measures around 10 different health parameters in just 30 seconds. So for example, I mean, or not for example, here is a device that we use. This is Mouth Lab. Uh, it's a very simple to use device. You hold the device and you place it in your mouth between your teeth and lips, more like a scuba mouthpiece. Like maybe I can just put it in a foot. And then you literally breathe through it normally for 30 seconds. At the end of 30 seconds, you perform the lung function test or spirometry uh, so to measure the lung pressure, lung, uh, the volume of the lung and all different things. So today our device can measure temperature, blood pressure, ECG, oxygen saturation, pulse rate, breathing rate, breathing pattern, heart rate, heart rate vari variability, and spirometric lung functions. I think so, some, some vitals are more difficult to gather than others. Which of those vitals, when you tell someone that you can gather it just through breath for 60 seconds, which ones really raise people's eyebrows? Maybe all of them, but there are a few that really kind of get people's attention. Absolutely. So for example, the ECG is, a, is an important thing. Oftentimes that people use something like, like a huge bulky device, for example, like a device like this. With is that... Is that like, is that a modern device? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a hospital based device, but my mom used to have one of these devices at home. Uh, but if you're looking at modern devices, basically you have Life Core has a device like this, which is super cool. People use it with their thumb and I'm, I'm a fan of it. But um, if you really look at it, um, it just limits the capabilities of certain But for us, when you're using the mouth and the hand to collect ECG, which is kind of unheard of. Uh, and also 
like when it comes to measuring blood pressure uh, or in terms of measuring the lung functions, uh, of course, use a spirometer to measure lung functions, but a combination of all these things in one device is kind of unheard of and uh, often very difficult to digest as well. How long did it take to develop Mouth Lab? I understand you're there in Bal- you're here in Baltimore, where I am. Uh, you're at Hopkins, uh, or there's a Hopkins lab. What kind of lab process was this? So I think uh, uh, my co-founder, Dr. Gene Friedman, who's also a professor at Hopkins, uh, he brought this device from his basement. He worked on it like almost 20, 2009-10 was when he actually came up with this. And uh, it took a while to really actually take it from that point to another point. Like, so I would say it's a six to seven years of effort to bring in a device like this, getting a validation. Got it. So there's a whole market of at-home Bluetooth-enabled uh, monitoring devices, and a whole industry has cropped up. Um, so why is an all-in-one uh, necessary, and kind of what's going to happen to that industry if uh, Mouth Lab really scales up? No, I think uh, the challenge is oftentimes, uh, like even physicians offer an individual devices, but today polychronic condition or multiple chronic condition is a new normal. Uh, my mom actually developed like two conditions in a span of a year due to uh, her primary chronic condition. There are comorbidities that are kind of associated with their primary condition. So oftentimes what happens is uh, people tend to focus on, hey, if you have a heart failure, here's a scale, stand on it and let me know, inform me every day, uh, is your weight, uh, is there a weight gain? Because due to pulmonary edema or like basically water accumulates, it goes to their extremities and uh, in- increase their weight. But we can do better than that, right? So. And whereas for patients like COPD, um, they provide like something like a pulse ox, that's it, essentially getting oxygen saturation. A lot of people after COVID might be familiar with what's a pulse ox or like oxygen saturation is, but it's only a small amount of data that's not going to correlate to somebody's health on a real time basis. All the other individual devices can tell you when a problem arises, but only our device can tell you before even a problem arises because we are taking a lot of different biomarkers or digital biomarkers, combine them into one composite index. That index actually tells you, hey, five days away from a hospitalization or you are three days from getting an exacerbation. Essentially, uh, just to clarify, that capability will be validated right now we have validated the device that can collect all these different uh, parameters. So that's where we take this multi-parameter or a multi-biomarker approach. To to really put an analogy or a simple term to it is, um, for example, with Tesla, when they started with autonomous cars or autopilot cars, they had like one or two uh, cameras, but it was only in different angles. But if there is an accident that comes from another end where there's no camera, there's no way to protect it. But today, Tesla has like over eight to 10 cameras, there's a lot of sensors, technologies to give a 360 degree view of somebody's health, which is what we are trying to bring in. We wanna bring a 360 degree view into somebody's health every single day 
without them taking a lot of effort to monitor or manage their health. You say every day. So you imagine this as something that somebody's doing as a routine versus when they're sick. Is that what you're suggesting? Absolutely. I think uh, people who are really sick, there's, uh, there's a chance that their vitals are going uh, or varying on a daily basis. So it is a device that has to be used as, as an essential tool every day. But for even healthy people today, actually with COVID, a lot of people have decided to take a better care of their health. People are more concerned about their family's health because every time family comes first, right? I mean, people can be ignorant about their health, but when it comes to family, they wanted their kids to be healthy, their spouses and then their parents to be healthy. That's where a device like this would be a game changer for everyone to use every single day, more like brushing your teeth in the morning. I use that almost pretty much in all my interviews. I said that every time. Uh, I'm, I'm not really bored about this concept, but that's how simple it is. Healthcare can be super simple as long as you take better care of yourself. Every day, once you brush your teeth, pick up the device, breathe into it for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Once you're done, treat it like a toothbrush, wash it and put it back. You're done. Uh, with the 4G um, communication capability within the device, it sends the data to our cloud. So from there, the data is sent to your phones in real time. And also if you prefer, and if you would like to send it to your caregivers or care providers, you can send it right away. And we have access for them as well. As long as you provide them that authentication that, hey, I wanted to share my information or different levels of information as well. So that's what we really wanted. We want people to use this more like a check engine light in a, in a, in a car, right? So use it every day. Don't worry about it. One day it's going to lit up and say, hey, you got to go to the doctor. Gotcha. So you went public on Friday, I believe, on LinkedIn with this big news that you had gotten your FDA clearance uh, as well as prior to that, your CE mark clearance. Uh, talk to me about the significance of um, these overcoming these regulatory hurdles um, and uh, just kind of what it means for, for the product. Yeah, I think uh, for us, it, it was a long journey. And uh, I think uh, every journey has a stop. I mean, and then you come to me, you have to keep moving forward. For us, uh, it's more like a graduation, right? From uh, like a hard earned degree, like you spend uh, four or five years, uh, pretty much. It's like a PhD for me. <laughs> and for the company, we, we have this, uh, um, I am very, very excited to share that we received our FDA clearance, uh, CE mark for Europe and ISO 13485, which is a quality management system certification and also a medical device single audit program certification, which helps us to market the product in Europe, Canada, Japan, certain parts of Africa, India, and, and different parts of Asia as well. So because it requires rigorous regulatory review against highest clinical and safety standards. So for us to go through this as a small company, it's really truly remarkable. Um, I was telling another colleague earlier that like, we the entire 2020 in our own bubble. We spent all the time together. Everybody sacrificed the entire year to bring this product to market. And it's also a true validation of the technology and significance of how it can be commercialized because there is no device that can measure around 10 health parameters uh, in just 60 seconds 
and gotten FDA clearance uh, for all these things at a record time. Oftentimes, companies say like, hey, we have all these, we can measure 10 different things or 20 different things. But if you really go and look at what their FDA clearance was or what they got for CE mark was for maybe one or two parameters. Um, in our case, everything that we have is validated. Everything is safe, reliable, and I can give it to my mom today without any, any fear of, was it going to work? Is it safe? Is it reliable? That's what is a huge thing. I so, have a piece of mind today. So this really opens up commercial opportunities. Obviously, it's really saying you can market and sell in certain countries, right? So um, what does this mean for what's next in terms of commercialization? So for us, uh, we were looking into different directions where we can go because uh, as you may know or see that a device like this can be a part of a lot of different settings from chronic care management to clinical trials and in an ER uh, or at the doctor's office uh, and can be used at home uh, and athletes can use it, modified self people can. Schools, use it. yeah, Schools can use you it. name it. And employers can buy it and give it to their employees to monitor their condition. So there's diverse application to this, but then what we really want is to start somewhere. So in 2020, because of the pandemic, uh, of course, uh, the health systems had a lot of impact, but the clinical trial industry also had a huge impact, um, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. And oftentimes it takes like six to seven billion to bring a drug into market. So if something stops, that means millions and millions of dollars are lost, but more importantly, it's, it's, it affects the people who are part of the study. There's a lot of hundreds and millions of people who rely upon these new clinical trials to actually live. I'm not even saying like manage their health, but to live their lives, to extend their lives. So when there is a stop, it's very challenging. So that's where all these pharma and contract research organizations are going in the direction of uh, home-based hybrid or decentralized clinical trials uh, in simple term, can we bring the medicine to the patient's home? Can we bring the research to where patients are more comfortable with? Are we talking about someone receiving like an experimental drug for, for cancer or something where they're a part of a trial, but the trial is also giving them important medications? Absolutely. So all these new drugs, even, I mean, for example, now uh, I can sit down and talk to, even my mom talks about like, hey, what's happening with this vaccine trial? Um, because she wants to take a vaccine soon. So she really asked me about all these things. So now everybody has it in their mind. It, it became, uh, I would say like a dinner chat these days. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's happening with this trial? So, uh, which, is, which is why, uh, what is the significance of this is we can actually send the drugs to patients. We can actually send people to administer the drugs uh, or uh, have them like give instructions. But it's going to be very challenging if you don't know the side effects of the drug. What's the yeah. impact of the drug? Is it helping or is it like impacting in a negative way? And also when it comes to drug titration, certain drugs has to be given in certain moderations to certain people because they might have other conditions. So in order to make that titration, in order to optimize the drug and treatment to an individual, you need a tool like what we have. Okay. And you cannot rely upon somebody going every single day and you don't know what their exposures are to 
COVID or any other conditions, right? Even to uh, really allow somebody into your home uh, and you have to, it's a stigma. Like you need to make sure the house is good. I mean, it's, it's clean and you cannot live your life. And the quality of life is very much impacted if you have people coming in every single day. Mm. So instead, can we give a huge magnifying tool to every single patient so that they can use our device every day so that sponsors or doctors who are actually monitoring these patients can determine what's the impact of the drug. They can make the treatment titration from the comfort of their home so that patients are safe and real, I mean, like a drug is safe to the patient. And as and when it's required, we can send a nurse or a nurse practitioner to go home to give the patient additional training or help in terms of how to better improve the efficacy of those drugs. So without a device like what we have, it becomes challenging. You cannot mm. just give them like four or five variables for them to use it and then like send out information. And lots and lots of studies have shown that adherence significantly lack if you ask them to measure more than one device. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen it in my life having to have my mom use multiple devices. Yeah, interesting. I hadn't thought of that before when you were talking about uh, just this, the adherence portion of this. It's like all the tech is cool, but the fact that you could tell someone to do one thing and you could text them and say, did you breathe into this thing today? <laughs> it's like one instruction and and you've pretty much taken care of all of these things. So you might expand your uh, usage by... 10 times just by the simplicity of it. Uh, so, so what I'm hearing from you is sort of in terms of commercialization and what's next, there's real low hanging fruit in terms of research and clinical trials, uh, a way to sort of jump into the industry. Um, talk to me about kind of what comes next. Uh, you know, what I like to ask entrepreneurs is if this works at scale, what, what next? Uh, what's that health moonshot vision of, of how this could go even beyond clinical research? Absolutely. So for in, in this very crowded market, right, there's a lot of software companies that have like multiple devices or individual devices. Uh, for us, the hardware is our moat. Like we have a hardware which is very integral. Nobody can replicate or do what we are doing today, the kind of parameters that we're measuring so the opportunities are more. Just from the device standpoint alone, we are working on four or five different additional parameters which would be added to the device and we would get a clearance by end of next year, which would actually make it more comprehensive. Again, more data is not always like best, but we can at least find any other areas in which like people are not getting information. Doctors can get a little bit more insights so for us, as we move forward, we really want this to be a part of chronic care management program where every single individual, almost like I would say half of the US population have at least one chronic condition. Or our goal is we can just give it to maybe like 150, 200 million patients just in the US alone to monitor their condition. There are already um, reimbursement codes for the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid for remote patient monitoring and chronic care management. There's also codes now for hospital at home initiatives. So we can actually put it in all these different things. But the more important aspect is, as I said earlier, we are a digital medicine company. What I mean by that is, can we use our device technology and services 
to actually create a behavior change within people. So that's what is the ultimate goal. Uh, can this data, there's tons of data, but can this data can actually tune somebody, tell them like, hey, here is what is good for you. Give them that incentive so that they can go and then like use this device, manage their conditions better, make the small, like, but yet significant changes to their health. That's what is our key purpose. Mm -hmm. So for us, uh, just from a regulatory standpoint, we are, the next step is to get all our software validated. And like maybe in, in a year or two, we should be able to actually um, use our device, the software that will be validated to actually tell the patient, hey, you have to do this. If not, you're going to be in the hospital in the next three days. And okay. tell the doctors, here's what is happening with the patient. Provide them, for example, for heart failure, like provide them diuretics over the phone uh, instead of bringing them to the hospital. Gotcha. So the goal is, it's it's more like on star for health. I don't know. <laughs> uh, essentially, having all these components taken care of, use the device and have a peace of mind. That's yeah. what we really wanted to do. Interesting. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is kind of building that framework of the, the metrics and the data and then moving from data to behavior, from metrics to action um, so that we can really affect change. Uh, I love it. So final question, and that is if someone wants to partner with you, um, well, A, who are you looking to partner with? And B, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Perfect. So, um, I think like five, six years ago when I started, I was really, I didn't have any support. Uh, it was very challenging. We didn't know which direction to go. Today, we are a validated company. We have a validated product and we have a team, like more than the device, the team has got a certification. Hey, you know, these guys are capable of doing this. Now we are really looking for um, pharma partners to trust us and then work with us to bring their best medicine to patients uh, at a really accelerated pace and physicians and health system to really trust our device to actually help take care of their um, chronic disease patients who have a lot of challenges that they're going through. So if you are a health system out there uh, or doctor who wants to work with us, focus on specific condition, you can reach out to me and, and pharma again, I'm not, a, <laughs> it's not a big company to just like call out pharma, but Hey, we love partners. We love to work with pharma and CROs. Uh, if there are CROs or contract research organizations and pharma out there who wanted to use this as a part of your digital medicine efforts, please reach out to us. But more importantly, we are growing and we need to expand. We need to set up our manufacturing, set up our tooling and then, and expand our team to, commercialize this technology. So all the investors who are listening out there who really believe in, in our company and the vision that we are here for changing the healthcare of individuals and improving outcomes, please reach out to us. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn and Twitter, uh, my first and last name. Uh, you can we'll, find include, we'll include all, that, all those details in the description. Perfect. That sounds great. But more importantly, hey, this... I mean, uh, this is a public company. I don't know, we are not put in our exchange. We are not in like New York Stock Exchange or anywhere, but I look at this as a public company. I want public, which means like everybody who has, who wants to make a difference in healthcare, who has, who has time, uh, who has money, who wanted to really uh, be this initiative, please reach out to us. Um, especially now, this is the best time for us to 
work together as we start building new uh, partnerships. Uh, we're really looking forward to working with each and every one of you. Fantastic. All right, Satya. Well, excited about what you've built, but even more about your vision for what's next. I uh, can't wait till I have one of these devices in my hand um, so I can use it after I brush my teeth. Absolutely. It's coming to you soon. All right. Uh, take care. Be well. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 330 companies, go to startuphealth.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.